Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the long-awaited part four coverage of Masters of the Air by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. Feels weird to just have one show a week. I know I have one outstanding show to do on the Dolphins Hard Knocks that I haven't been able to bring myself to watch that final episode yet, but (laughs) this is really our only show we're covering right now, and uh, you know... I don't know if it'll stay that way for long. We got a constellation on Apple TV. We're getting several requests for that. I I think we at least need to give it the first episode test and see if, you know, one to two episodes, see how we feel after those two episodes and then make a choice. Um, That drops on February 21st. And it's kind of like the sci-fi fill-in for all mankind invasion. feels like Apple's always going to have a, you know, a real-time drama. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have a sci-fi, you know, or something to kind of satiate all genres, so to speak. Um, and that's what we got going on right now. So, without further ado, what do you think of part four of Masters of the Air? Part four, man. I mean, I, I expected to have some sort of downtime, if you will, from the all-out war that we saw in the sky from uh, part three. But I wasn't quite expecting what we got like it it was overall a pretty slow episode um there's what i what i hope is a uh, i i guess false piece of uh information of of a uh, off-screen death that supposedly happens in this episode um i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not buying it because i think there's hope i didn't see a body like you said exactly nobody in this scenario um, there was no fiery explosion like we saw in the other episode uh, with Kurt's character, played by Barry Keoghan. Mm. I would find it hard to believe that Buck is dead, but this is, hey, this is a true story. I don't know the history of this story, and um, he very well could be, but he's such a central character. Um, you know what? I think part of this episode in particular was it lets, it's putting you back in the time, and it's saying, hey, for example, they just finished his mission. They mm-hmm. honestly have no idea whether Kurt's alive or whether he's dead, right? Other than yeah. the crew that was with him who parachuted out. Mm-hmm. They would know. But in other scenarios, you don't know if these guys died or whether they're uh, POWs or what's going on. You know, for example, Quinn is one of the central characters in this episode. Um, and he's on the run from pretty much he's in, in German controlled territory in Belgium and he just continues uh you know thankfully he's in the hands of people who are trying to help him and rather than save their own skin. Yeah. Uh but you have this scenario where people may think he's dead, but no, uh he's alive and well while Kurt on the other hand is most certainly gone and um Crosby and Buck seem to be 
gone as well. But you know, nobody was really able to to confirm either yeah. whether they were. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I thought Crosby was the narrator of our series, so I would find it odd if he was if he was dead. But um, it, it is an interesting way. If let's say, for example, they are they 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 did die on this mission where they bombed the U boats. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an interesting choice to do it this way because it would put you in the mindset of like, well, we don't know. And you have to kind of live with that mystery of not knowing what happened to this character for Bucky, what happened to his best friend, uh, and that whole thing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like all of these stories have to kind of tie in together. Um, you know, we, we get Bucky who's eh, having some character development in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we get to, you know, appear on a, peer in on him for a bit, right? Like he's, I think clearly going to kind of take center stage for a majority of this season would be my guess. Um, but then we he's also have- character. Yeah. I mean, we, we, but we also have the crew that's, you know, right right now in Belgium that are trying to work their way back. And I mean, I, I don't think we're just going to have this single isolated story focused on them either. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you're right. I'm hoping that there's just a lot of, uh, you know, lack of clarity here and you know just no evidence that uh you know well clevin's actually dead and we maybe find out later on in the season that hey they are alive maybe they also had to bail um though i, I find it hard to believe based off of how part three went right like it was like the last thing that they were going to do is bail out of the plane yeah. um so i i, I feel like I, i'm made to feel like that way intentionally Maybe they're alive. Maybe they'll meet up with the crew on the ground in Belgium at some point. They 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 find each other and end up working their way back. I would love for maybe that to be the case, but I just mm-hmm. don't know. It's 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 yeah. so fifty fifty right now. Totally, I gotta say, I mean, Quinn's in a really crappy situation right here where he has to escape Belgium, but he's got some good luck. I mean, every single girl who helps him out in Belgium from Belgium until on the way out. <laughs> They're all pretty. So if you're going to be in a situation of danger, you might as well have some, you know, pretty, uh, what, what, is, what do you say? Like a, a Belgium, a girl from Belgium? Belgish? I, what is, I really have no idea. You're a resident Googler. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's got help from, you know, his girl who gives him a kiss on the cheek before he leaves. He gets help from Luis, the French girl. And then there's the blonde girl on the train who also helps him out. So it's, he's like three for three right now. Uh, of of what's going down on the way out, so this, I guess this <laughs> this is the cards that he drew. They would be a uh, Belgian. Belgian. That was dumb of me. Belgian. That's what I said, though. I said something no, like that. It sounded. I mean, it sounded pretty close. I I give you. I give you an A for effort. Belgian girl. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll be honest. If I was him, I would have just stayed a farmhand on the farm. You know, learned. Uh, Belgium, just yeah. Belgian. And just, but if, uh, I mean, eventually you're going to have to like go into town for like some milk or eggs European. or whatever. He looks, he, he, he does. Looks European. He does. His other friend is, done, the, is done for. Bailey? The moment Bailey. you open your mouth though, you're just like, hi. <laughs> no, ba- Bailey's like Brad Pitt from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do pick up from last episode where the boys flew pretty much across Europe down to Africa and they're waiting for their platoon to arrive in Algeria where they land. Mm-hmm. And um, it's right back to action. One of the key things, and we talked about this in, in the first episode, was that 25, like eventually, before there was no limit on flights that you could uh, mm-hmm. fly in the military. 
And this episode makes a big deal about the number 25 and you have to fly 25 missions and then you can call it quits because they have the celebration of um, Ames, I believe, or Dies. I forget uh, the name of the... I can't remember the name. I have IMDb pulled up here. I can, I can find it pretty quickly. But they're celebrating the fact that he has uh, surpassed or he's m- made it to the 25 uh, mission mark, which <laughs> is unheard of at this time. I mean, he's they're going to send him on a tour pretty much to let people know, hey, guys, it is possible. <laughs> you know, it is possible <laughs> to make it. it. Yeah. And you have even that kind of like um, cynical tone from Bucky, who's talking to the newbies on the block, the new lieutenants who arrived to the base. Yeah. And he's pretty much saying like, if you make it to 11, you know, he's like, why 11? Because you beat the odds of everybody yeah, else. So, yeah. And, you know, I think this whole episode, Bucky's kind of having this He's he's gone through a lot. He's he's dealing with the fact that they're not putting him behind a plane where he's he's not actually piloting at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with that. He's dealing with the fact that all his you know the guys that he's leading are all dying left and right, uh, and he doesn't feel like he's in a place where he's actually contributing. Mm-hmm. Then as these guys are dying, they're just bringing in fresh new, uh, fresh new soldiers to replace the guys who just died, pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, and he's feeling kind of worthless he feels like you know we're just a number that he as he's talking to buck at the bar he says you know nobody's gonna remember us when we go down it's gonna be the same thing it's just gonna be new guys come in and replace us and uh buck kind of makes the correct read on him and tells him hey you need a you need a weekend out you got to go recalibrate and um he recalibrates with a polish woman and uh that's pretty much like that polish woman was like therapy for him in a way you know because they both suffered loss during the war they're both Mm. they both get each other and that was kind of his disconnect. He had a couple of key moments, right? Yeah. That where he's kind of feeling bad for himself with the with the Polish girl. And then the the other key moment is when he sees the British woman mourning the death of her daughter yeah. in the rubble of the bombings. Cause in the in the night that he's hooking up with um with his like one night stand girl, uh, which it wasn't really what he was looking for, but it just kinda happened that way. And um, seems like she needed somebody to kind of uh, confide in. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is right now because the words company. Are, are escaping me. They need. They both needed company, and uh, it was one of those things where she wasn't willing to go through the heartache of losing another pilot, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he was kind of looking for, you know, fulfillment in this in the middle of like this hectic time, right? Because these guys are all living. Like every single day is their last. And so for the first time, you actually see a sober Bucky who's taking things seriously. And that's why I think it was a big Bucky episode because you finally Mm -hmm. get the serious tone out of him. Not everything's a joke. And I I think now you can see why he makes everything a joke, even to the point where it's not a joke, but um, it's easier to use that metaphor of baseball and sports and hey, who was a buck in the lineup, you know, how did he do, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah kind of to broach the topic, a really tough topic of, you know, your best friend possibly being dead. Uh, and it kind of snaps him back to reality where he says, all right, enough's enough. I'm subbing into the game. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't purpose. I didn't think about, about that being some of the reasoning of why maybe like, that's why he had the, the phone call the way he did with the, the like baseball references. But I, you know, when I heard that, I kind of thought it was more of a, like a security matter right like they they don't want people to know what they're talking about in case somebody is listening on the lines um i thought that too as well but uh 
it also felt kind of like the opposite side too, where it's totally Bucky's character to kind of detach a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think he needed the reminder of what he's doing is honorable, even though he kind of had this moment where he was thinking about all the lives he's probably taken uh, with the bombs he's dropped. Yeah. And and then he sees the British woman who's literally crying. I mean, that, that woman, it was, it was haunting to a yeah, point, that performance. Was, uh, um, bombed. Dude, that, that actually... Um... Man, it is, it is going to bug me to death. I'm going to have to look it up. But it reminds me of a a movie that I watched on Netflix recently where uh, these guys were sent in to bomb, uh, I want to say it was like the Nazi headquarters. And, you mm-hmm. know, during the mission, one, one of the planes, uh, I think it actually got hit and it, veered off it was really foggy it wrecked somewhere um and all of the bombers that were coming in behind him um a little ways behind him they didn't realize what the target was they thought that what they saw the fire now was a target that they were actually off on their coordinates because it was hard to see and then they all turn and they all bomb um this thing and it it actually ended up being like a like a, a kid's school it was crazy it's just horrifying I don't think I've watched that movie. I thought you were going to mention the the movie, the the Darkest Hour, where Churchill's walking around London, and he's seeing that famous scene where they're pretty much telling him, you know, you get you got to be careful. The Germans are bombing us, and he's just walking through the streets and he's taking the subway and all that. I thought that was a uh, a good one, but yeah, big big episode four, Bucky. Uh, Buck kind of is, you know, Buck is Buck. He's always going to kind of just be you know the stalwart leader type you know he doesn't really change too much Mm -hmm. i think the you know he's in his own lane he flies the mission almost the next day after while bucky takes a day off he flies the mission and really is trying to get um revenge on on failing on the first mission to bomb the u-boats and they were successful this time around in bombing the Mm -hmm. u-boats however only 12 out of the 35 no hold on 12 out of the I have the number here. Only 13 of the 24 planes returned on that one. So that's two missions in a row. The first mission that was in part three where they they flew um, pretty much as the only squadron all the way to Africa. Only 12 of 35 made it back from that. And now 13 of 24. Mm. So these guys, although effective in, in taking out their targets, they're losing fort after fort after fort here. So it's, it's yeah. pretty intense. They really are. The um the name of the movie that I was trying to think of is called The Bombardment. That's the uh the name on Netflix, though I think it actually goes by I believe it's a foreign film, if I recall correctly. So that another name that I see it go by is The Shadow in My Eye. Um mm, it's from twenty twenty one. It was a, it was it was a good movie, but I mean it's it's a haunting movie. Like it's it's a little depressing, I'm not gonna lie. But that, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, seeing that seeing that woman towards the end of uh, of this episode really it did it German? kind of threw me back into that. Yeah, I believe it's a it's a German uh, show. It, it's it's there. There's like two two sides of it Danish. that are shown, right? Like so, there's some some parts that are in English, um, and others Danish, that are not. Danish. I looked it up. It's a Danish film. Mm. Um, you know, you do tend to see a lot of the. Have you ever seen like some of these German uh, World War Two movies? I mean, they're all. Very, uh, way more on the somber side, you know, they can mm-hmm. like all quiet on the 
Western Front, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the? I, I thought it was a really cool scene with Quinn and Bailey when they're being pretty much interrogated on being American. It's kind of like that American <laughs> citizenship test that they give to yeah, they give to everybody to else trying to come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. It was it was interesting. I was like, man, you better not get those questions wrong. But I mean, I didn't for a moment though. I was like, even if you do, maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's. How are they going to know, right? Like, that was part of what I was wondering. Like, how are they going to know if you're telling the truth? They didn't really show us the infiltrator's answers. Uh, And I I was shocked when they shot him because I was like, I thought this guy was in Bailey's platoon. So, Mm. I thought that he was freaking out because he's like, you know, that's Johnny, you know, (laughs) you just killed. (laughs) I served to them for like two years, whatever. But uh, no, I'm almost positive that they were correct and he was a German infiltrator, which good job because the accent was crazy and I, I had no inkling that he was a German. I didn't remember that guy's face at all. So, granted, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of faces in this show. I mean, there's look at how many people went down with this episode and the last episode. So, it is kind he of was hard the one to keep singing. Track. It. He was the one singing his heart out on the on the Star Spangled Banner. Ah, uh, like one of he was like the only one of the three who was convincing. Like, yeah, he was really singing his heart out on that one, and uh, maybe it was too much. Maybe it was too much. But they, they shot him. Like, they didn't even show evidence that they knew for a fact, but they, they did it. Yeah. And Quinn almost made a, a critical mistake too. I thought he swallowed that paper when he was jumping from the plane of his orders of that mission. Yeah. And turns out he had it in his bag. I mean, Quinn has two faux pas or two mess ups in this episode where he has his, the orders in his bag, which could have been just catastrophic. That's right. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he... he, he loses his cool in the train as they're pulling up to the station with all the Nazis outside. Mm-hmm. Which if it's not for that that girl who stops him and gets him to get his act together, they're done for. Very lucky. I mean she she shout, shouted uh what stop. It was in English too. So Yeah. That, yeah, so yeah. It's a little dangerous. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh no. But yeah, he's he's gotta keep it keep his cool. Though the what well, Bailey, the guy with him I mean, I feel like that guy's just as nervous as Quinn is. He's just trying to play it cool. He's playing, yeah. you know, I don't think he's playing it cool like Buck and Bucky. Well, not but, yeah, not uh, not that not that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of trying to stay under the radar while he looks like corn-fed Wisconsin, born mm. and raised. You know, that's kind of that's what he looks like. The other one looks like he could be a character. He looks like he, the main character from All Quiet on the Western Front. Like he looks like a young German him. kid. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyways, uh, in terms of some of the other storylines that were taking place here in this episode, I like the new CEO. Mm-hmm. I'm digging the new CEO. He's kind of one of the dudes. Kind of reminds me of the guy from uh. That really dark, um, like that, what is that called? Uh, Invincible, I think it's called. Mm. You ever seen it? Type, in, in, type Invincible on uh, on Google. It's an animated series. It's like a dark oh, graphic. Yeah, anim- yeah Invincible is the yeah. animated series. He looks like, 17-year-old he looks like the main person. character a little bit. <laughs> he looks like... Um, the hell's his name, man? Omni Man. He looks like Omni Man, but uh, just a little bit of that. Okay. I was, I was, I was. Uh, let's talk. We'll talk about lemons in a second. And like I, the fact that they're 
they're making you care more about the characters. We're, we learned a little bit about Lemons. He, you know, he fixes the engine before they're able yeah. to take off while they're what's taxiing. Um, we meet Nash and we meet this crew of his, like the Skivvy crew, where these guys are kind of known for flying in their underwear or something like that. <laughs> um, and he hits it off with Helen, the donut girl. And you get like this, they got such good chemistry and then he's probably dead. I mean, unless he's part of Buck's crew, which I don't believe he is. Uh, I don't know if he has that that Buck plot armor at the moment. I don't where, think he does. Yeah. I don't think many people do. Well, I mean, the fact that it is a true story, and we're obviously stopping ourselves from investigating it too much so that we can discuss something and not be know-it-alls about everything. Yeah. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fact that it is a true story, like it, there, it could have totally been a creative direction, a creative choice to make you have to experience Buck's death like this, mm. right? Because it puts you in Bucky's position. We don't know. We know about as much as Bucky does, right? Yeah. It's only until that phone call that we know a little bit more than him. And then we find out uh, pretty much what he finds out. And we're, we're up in the air as well. And it doesn't seem like we're going to get a return of Buck next episode. It, it looks like this is going to be Bucky's time to shine where he actually pilots a plane for the first time. Yeah, I mean, he, he did fly in like what it was the very first episode, right? That was about it, though. He hasn't did he? Are you sure, are you I, sure I, about that? I think he did. It was because he came out here first. He came out here before Buck did, before Clevin. Um, we did, we did get a did, YouTube comment. He did have a, uh, like a mission early on, if I recall correctly. But hmm. I mean, to to be fair, we haven't really seen him fly since you know Clevin and the whole crew's been over here. So I agree with that. It's it's been a solid at least three episodes since he has flown anything. Yeah, I know he I was in the he, air. Yeah. I just can't remember if he flew. Yeah, yeah, me neither. We do have a comment, but I don't have the the comments pulled up. If you want to look up our YouTube comments, I believe we had somebody who left us a helpful message uh, about Buck's flying status or Bucky's flying status, if you want to do that. Sure. So we, we pretty much leave off for this episode then. The, the mission was successful. They did bomb the U-boats uh, that they were not able to do on uh, Buck's second mission, it feels like. And Bucky's returning to base, taking kind of a shorter leave, uh, coming back from his little weekend pass to fly immediately. At least we can assume he's going to fly. It also looked like he was drinking before he was flying in the sneak peek for the next episode. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but it sure looked like he was uh, pulling a, a Denzel original movie flight. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's a true story. I think it was. Um, oh, story I remember that. The, the trailer like sa he saves everybody. He's like a hell of a pilot. Yeah, but he gets uh, he gets caught like having like substances in his yeah. system. So it's like a whole thing. I haven't watched I remember, it in a while. So I'm I remember hearing about that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. who who wouldn't be drinking before flying a plane straight into hell? I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be taking a shot of whiskey I, or something yeah, I'd, too. I'd be so. grab. I'd be bringing the bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's the, notice that's the first thing they give them when they get to the medical bay. It's like a oh yeah, of right away. Or, yeah, calm yeah. those nerves, chill out, uh-huh. warm, warm and warm yourself up a little bit. You know. Yep, um, yep. That comment we got was from a bulletproof eight four four. Uh, saying, if I'm not mistaken, Blucky flew in episode one on his first mission in Europe, but he handed over the plane to the co-pilot when the rear gunner was hit. I'm pretty sure that he sat in the pilot seat, but I'm too lazy to check. I wanted to contribute something. Hey, I appreciate the contribution. Absolutely. Bulletproof what? Bulletproof Bulletproof 844. Yeah, bulletproof is the way to go. That would be like, that's a badass gamer tag, like to put like bulletproof. Yeah, playing Call of Duty or Battlefield or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Zach, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, unless you got any final comments, let's get into some categories here, huh? No, let, let's, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's do favorite scene of the episode. Favorite scene of the episode. I want to switch it up because we, it felt like a fresher, a fresh episode. Uh, I liked Bucky's night out. I liked seeing, hmm. you know, Bucky and night on the town, uh, that whole bit, uh, specifically, when he's like watching the bombs outside his window, oh, that was that he's kind of having a hard heart. Yeah, very, yeah, very interesting. Good, yeah, I thought that was a good scene. I uh, oh, I, can I follow that up? You can follow it up <laughs> with with the, all your I cute balloons. balloons. You got the, I got the balloons. How do we turn that? How do I turn off those effects? You got to do it on that FaceTime thing up in the very top of your toolbar. Mm, it's lit up okay. green. Yeah, you got to turn it off there. I'll, I'll What's your follow up? Uh, my follow up is is the last scene of Bucky in the uh, phone booth, and mm-hmm. pretty much the the baseball metaphors being used, and then ending it with uh, I want tell coach I want to pitch, Click. yeah, and he hangs up the phone and cut to black. I thought that was a, a badass ending to the episode. Well, that's my favorite line of the episode. Um, oh, okay, no, I'll right. I'll, be, I'll right. be there in time for the game and t- tell coach I want to pitch or whatever. That was my favorite line. Um, but my favorite scene was actually the the interrogation bit um, oh, over in Belgium. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I like seeing the other side, right? Like you know, the I mean, we we always see so much of the base and so much of our guys. Like I, I do like seeing the the risk out in the field. So um, okay. I thought I like that it. was thought that was good. I I mentioned my favorite line. What's your favorite line? Um. You kind of took it. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard. It's hard to top that one. (laughs) I kind of just like that whole back and forth with the with with that whole you know baseball dialogue. But yeah, that's that's me. I feel like uh, we're both going to be very aligned on favorite character, unless you throw me a curveball here. Uh, it's got to be Bucky. Clearly, Bucky on this one. I agree. I agree. Uh, This is his standout episode so far. I like it. This was. This was Bucky's episode, his character development episode. We talked about it last week. We said Bucky needs the sober up episode where we can kind of see a little bit inside his head a bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was it. And I think it gave uh, Callum Turner a, an opportunity to play it serious in this episode. So we Love haven't it. had Bucks. We haven't had Bucks, but I'm assuming if Bucks alive, we're going to get Bucks episode for sure. Yeah. If he's alive, it's a big if, man. Like, I mean, big I, big, I could big see big that if. being a creative choice if, if it's just like, man, we're left hanging because think about how many planes go down where people don't see they go down. They're just literally left like, I don't know, maybe somebody made it. Maybe they didn't. You just have no clue. But anyways. I think um, 
one of the things I know it does feel like they're rock stars on base, but I think the show's trying to tell you that these two were a rock star combo on base because even the lieutenants, you could they're like they're talking to them like they're talking to the to the Beatles. Yeah, they get there. You see the guy like you know yeah we 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 flew in uh, Laredo or whatever whatever mm-hmm. they said, but they were trying to impress these two. So these two are obviously like you know what do you call it? big man on campus? Uh, you know when it comes to I guess the new underneath the CO, right? Yeah, absolutely. Any other categories? Those are the categories I got, man. Favorite scene, best character, best line. All right, you gotta maybe surprise me one day with like a with a fresh category. I appreciate uh, it. I'll, I'll see what I can throw in there. Hey, right, anything you um, want to close us out on? Any any thoughts? Any predictions? Maybe. No, I got no predictions because I don't feel it's right with like a true story type of thing. That's um, true. That's a, that is a little weird doing that. Yeah, but I do have some other stuff we can talk about. All the right. Bear season three comes out in June. Supposedly, all the episodes are going to release at once. It gives us a lot of time. I'd like to do a Bear series. I stick by that. I'll stand by that. Zach, how are you doing on your Game of Thrones progress? Because we got House of the Dragon season two coming up in the summer. And we also got the news today that there is going to be a new prequel Game of Thrones series based on Aegon's Conquest, which I'm sure you've heard about at this point in your Game of Thrones uh, marathon that I get texts about uh, continually. If you don't want to hear Game of Thrones spoilers, I suggest you leave this podcast right now. Zach, to you, how do you feel? How's it going? Where are you at? Give us the lowdown on your Game of Thrones uh, adventure. Yeah, feeling good. Uh, you know, I've, I've <laughs> what, do, what do I say here? I mean, I've, I've heard, uh, of the oysters, clams and cockles now. So I, I yeah, get that. Yeah. Um, man, I, I think I'm, I'm almost through all of season six at this point. I think I was, I think I'm on like episode seven of season so, six. So I'm, so I'm what's happened there. at this point for you? Uh, like what, where are you at? What's going on in game of Thrones right now? All right. Well, Arya just got her vision back. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. So that literally, literally just came back um, from the many face God, John, my boy. Uh, man, thank God for some saggy old tits. That's all I can say. And okay, uh, so he's back. I didn't want to say anything yeah. before before I knew before I knew he had resurrected. I was uh, how- I was concerned. I'm like, is it gonna be John? But it, I I feel like it's all John. I don't think this how, is like other shows. At least it doesn't feel like it right now. How mad were you when it was Ollie who did it? Yeah, I it, I wasn't even mad that it was Ollie. Like I knew it was. I knew something was gonna happen. Right, the moment yeah. Ollie was asking questions and he was like, "Oh, so you know, even if it's the right thing, but people will hate you for it, you should do it." Right? I'm like, God, no. What's gonna happen? So I was just I was like frustrated um with with that. But I mean right. he, he got what was coming to him. So who's uh who's top in your top three? Like you, who's your you know, you you're going out, you wanna have three people to chill with on the night out. Who are you bringing to the bar with you? Who's sitting at your VIP section at the bar? So number one is Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Like, he, yeah. He yeah. doesn't seem like he's adding much to the party, but okay. I mean, come on, he's, he's like one of the most epic people in the in the show. And he's the one okay. that's not dead anymore. Right. Um Arya is is my Arya. She's one of my favorites. I I, I mean it's in I, you don't get much of her, okay. honestly, but um I'm much more 
vested in her storyline over okay. like um well most of all of her siblings mm -hmm. um the third would probably be and I, I feel like i always butcher his name it just does not roll off my tongue well but uh tywin lannister tywin the the, the father no the uh the imp the imp yeah Tyrion. Tyrion. Thanks. See, I knew it. I was like, I was going to say Tyrwin and I'm like, that's wrong. Never yeah, flows yeah. off my tongue the right way. But uh, yeah. yeah, Tyrion Lannister. That's yeah, right. In the book, yeah. they call him the Imp, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they call him the Imp in the show a lot too. He calls himself that. Nah. So. Well, he calls him. Remember what he tells Jon Snow? He says uh, in the first season where he goes and tells him, uh, if you use their names or something against you, like, you know, embraced mm -hmm. being a bastard pretty much, yeah. you know, then they can't use it against you. So that's yeah. why he's like, I am the imp, you know, yeah. he takes it. He's the best character. Tyrion is the best character on the show. Hands, hands down. <laughs> I don't think that's not a controversial, you know, take. He's it's grown on like me so much. Take. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's great, man. He's great. Grown on me so much. Where's Tyrion right now in, in this, in your show? Well, Tyrion is, you know, she's over there with the, uh, a okay. dragon she's with Khaleesi. he's with uh daenerys he's with daenerys yeah. okay yeah um okay though though she's not with him right now he he is the advisor at the moment um she's off burning down huts okay okay yeah all right i think i'm taking Tyrion to the to the bar uh hmm who else am i taking to the bar Daenerys, of course. Like you're, now you're going to bring her. Well. <laughs> the, it's the grin. The, well, if I think about it. <laughs> who else? Who else would be fun at the bar? I think Braun will be fun as hell at the bar. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be too wild. I <laughs> I was, that's the only reason I was thinking like maybe I don't bring Braun because it might get out of control. Um, might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The third, I mean, I'll take. I, I'm not gonna say. Let me not say anything else. Let me not say anything. All yeah. right, all right. But I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to getting through it. I, I I feel like I'm getting close to the battle of the bastards, which, um, I'm starting to see is not what I initially thought it was going to be. It's a different bastard. Okay. Uh, all right. At least that's, what, that's that's my assumption. Unless what your, I get a what's, your, what's what's your prediction? By the way, this is you only get this if you tuned into this episode of Masters <laughs> of the Air this long. Nobody signed up for this who's who's tuning into this podcast. We might get some nasty reviews saying these guys are talking about Game of Thrones at the end of this damn show. What's going on? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Keep what's my predictions with what's going to happen in the battle? <clears throat> yeah, oh, man, come on. I hope Jon Snow is going to be the guy that pulls through with a. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. With when, everybody. when is that coming up? When is that coming up? You know, I'm really not sure which episode it is, but I mean, it's got to be soon. I, I'm like, I'm middle, a middle or just past the middle of season six, I believe. I think I just you finished like at, episode five. You, well, you'll know because the title of the episode is. Well, is yeah. Yeah. I, 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 look, I looked a while back, um, but I can't remember. I want to okay. say maybe it's like episode seven or something. but Of six? Of season uh, six, I think. Okay. I could okay. I could be wrong. All right. All right. All right, man. Uh let's wrap this up. Uh y'all, if you want to uh stay tuned with us, we're posting our Peaky Blinders show 
our Peaky Blinders coverage on YouTube. Uh, we're doing several a week. Just stay tuned there if you want to watch that show and kind of uh, have a commentary to join you on it. Keep in mind that was our first series we did here on Story Archives, so that is not something we're recording present day. That is something that we are posting for the first time on YouTube. As far as other show coverage, we're considering Constellation. We want to watch the couple, first episode or two, see what it's about, and then decide if we're going to do it on a weekly basis. I don't believe we'll be exceeding two shows at once. And I also, and I don't know if this is going to occur yet or not, but I would like to do, as we get closer to the Oscars that are in April, a very Oscars-centric series where we go through the best films that were nominated. But let's see how the first quarter of the year goes. Hope you all are doing well. If you want to reach us, contact us soapbox.house is the way to email us. And as always, like, subscribe, rate us five stars, and uh, tell a friend that you love them. That you love us. No, that you love them, and that you also well, love us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they go together, like we're family, right? Well, <laughs> anyways, like Mario so eloquently said, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Masters of the Air by Story Archives. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify primarily. You can visit us at YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. Visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. All righty, y'all. Until next time, peace.